0: Everybody. Man, that was really good. Thanks for service. We struggled a little bit, which I, I appreciate you guys. I'm so glad you're here today. Um, I think a lot of people are having the Christmas coma. You know, they're barely up and going. Now, I get that. But I'm glad that you have come today. I'm so excited. I know God's doing a great thing in spite of us all and all God's people said. So today I'm uh, preaching one of my um, favorite sermons um, for me, and it kind of uh, put me in a good place. So um, as I was kind of figuring out, I went through three different messages to try to figure out what I wanted to do, and uh, it took me a minute to get there. Does it take anyone else a minute sometimes to get there? Just me. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Tough crowd. And so uh, I want to talk about this morning, how Jesus is my hope. And I, like I said, I kept I went to one one thing and I was like, okay, I'll just tell everybody they need to get ready for the new year and and that just wasn't where I wanted to go. And um, I think about what's happened over the last two years, and I think if anything, the church needs a reminder of where we have hope, and that hope is from Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we need to teach that, we need to show that, we need to live that out loud. And um, in Jeremiah, we see a a little glimpse of of, of people going through something that need to be reminded of where where their hope comes from. I say that sometimes. I I ask God, I was like, remind me where my hope comes from. I've prayed that prayer. You guys have heard me say it. I think I'm going to stop. Because you know what happens is then I need reminders, and all of a sudden I'm getting beat up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's where my hope comes from. (laughs) Maybe I just need to be okay and tell you that God is my hope. That's where my hope comes from. I don't need to be reminded every day I get up. I need to know God is where my hope comes from. It's my everything He gets me through. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. How many of you know that that, that verse, right? I mean, it's on my daughter Haley walked in and she had it on a t-shirt. And I was like, wear that tomorrow. And seriously, and it's funny because we hear that verse a lot. The the problem is I don't think we get context enough with that verse. And that's something I want to kind of dive into today. Um, The message puts it this way. I like this. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Same thing, just different way of looking at it. Um, We have a future in Christ, and that's the thing we need to live for. That's where our hope comes from, Right? I think sometimes we look at what's going on in the world. We look at what's, what, what people are saying, and we, we just look at our own circumstance, and we just get so overwhelmed that we forget that, that God really is our hope. He's the source of everything we need if we just let him be that. And so Jeremiah writes this letter after the um, deportation in 597 B.C. Um, the Jewish people there were having a hard time adjusting to pagan society. Does that sound familiar to anybody else? Right? I mean, seriously, let's be honest. Sometimes I, there's not a TV show that comes out that I feel comfortable watching because they throw all these worldly things at me and my kids. And, and, and I don't know how to deal with it sometimes because it overwhelms me. How about you guys? Because we're living in a society that's trying to tell us to be more like the world when God's screaming to us, be more like me. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus follow my example. And if we listen to that, we'll be on the right path. So we're going to start it off. The first um, three verses I really didn't want to do, but I think we need to do it. There's a lot of names that I'm going to mispronounce. So just be ready, be prepared. I say them fast and go through them. And so there's one, I'm pretty sure I say it wrong every time because I say it different every time. So This is the text of of that prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and the priests. So you need to realize these are people that are living and that have survived um, the exile and have been basically taken out of where they love, of who they are, and put in a horrible situation. You need to get this because they are are not in a good place. They need that 2911, but they also need a lot more. And so let's keep rolling. Um, this was after King Jehoiakim and Queen Mother, um, the court officials, the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and art- artisans, had gone into exile from Jerusalem. He entrusted the letter to Elisha, son of Shaphan, and Germeria. I know I missed that one, son of Hilkiah, I got that one right, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon, and it said, whew, that's a lot to get through, Right? So why is all that there? Because it gives you a history lesson of what happened to get to the point where they are right now. They are going through something in this text. And sometimes, I think we take out Jeremiah 29, 11 and just make it apply to what we're going through. But if we really realize it's far more than that, there's so much to this text, to this body of Scripture that we can learn from, grow from, and understand that for me, it changes My whole perspective of things, it gets my head on right. Does anybody else need to get their head on right or just me? Four of us, good. Okay. You got it together, I got you. All right. Have you ever had a time in your life when you just felt like you didn't have any hope at all? Um, I think they were at that point. They were people without hope, and so they felt like there was no hope. And we say that, and as Christians, we're scared to say it, but sometimes we feel it. If we're honest with ourselves, there are situations where we're like, oh, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to happen. And here's the good news. When you don't know what's going to happen, God already does. Now, that's easy for me to say up here, right? Because I'm not in your shoes, and I get that. But every day you learn to walk with Jesus, you can learn to say he's got it. He's got it. And that seems simple. But to me, I think sometimes we make it way too complicated. I think we get so deep into all this stuff we forget that my goal today is to love Jesus. That's what I need to do. I mean, love him, like really love him, like show people his love, experience him him for for more than just a Sunday morning. But every day of the week, I want to walk with God. So... Here's the first thing that that they go on in verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into from from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, and eat what they produce. (laughs) Does anybody think they wanted to hear that? Because I'm pretty sure they didn't want to hear that. Did he say we really have to eat a salad? (laughs) Seriously? He wants us to eat a salad, you all. Man, if I knew how many times he probably wanted me to eat a salad. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it says, right? Settle down. Don't get so worked up. You're you're worried about things you can't control. Settle down and live. I think the church needs to hear that today. But listen to me. I think the church as a whole needs to hear that we need to live for Jesus. We need to settle down and live. I mean really Put it into full motion. Um, The next thing, those with false hope. Um, I don't know about you all. I I, I sometimes think I know the answer, and it turns out not to be. Anybody else? Uh, Again, four of us. Good. (laughs) I at least had five in the first service. You guys are tough. Wow. That's all right. I still love you, kind of. (laughs) a lot of times, I heard somebody tell me to be nice. Thank you, Bill. A lot of times we are hoping for things that have nothing to do with God. And I just got to tell you, I see people like, if I just get this, I'll be great. If I just get this, everything, if I can just get that fancy truck I need or fancy car I need or Fancy, whatever, I think I need. Oh, it's going to be good. Have you ever noticed with Christmas, it's kind of funny that that the things are great for the first 30 minutes, and then it's like, nap time. I mean, they're all asleep. They woke us up at 5 in the morning, now we're still up, and they're all asleep. That doesn't seem fair, right? Anybody else? Just me? Okay. I got you. Um. He's saying to them in the following text, we're going to look uh, six through nine. He, he gives them some advice. Now, remember, he just told them build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there and do not decrease. Wait a minute. Think about it. If you're there and you're hearing that, he's saying, we're going to stay here for a long time. I can't get out of this. This could be generation from generation to generation. Are you kidding me? What if you felt like God told you that in your bad time? Settle up, buttercup. Sorry. It's a long time. With God, you can do it. That's what he's saying here. But these in in this situation, I got to think, they're like, he just told us to increase. He told us just, what? We're not leaving anytime soon. I don't know about you all, but I really would need verse 11 after that, right? Why? Why do we have to keep through this? Have you ever asked God why? Seriously, have you had a situation in your life where you're like, God, I don't know why this happens? <laughs> then do you try to like explain it away? God did this because, and then you're like, actually playing God. Anybody else do that? (laughs) Let God be God. I love you. I'm just telling you, don't try to figure it out. Just trust him in it. That's, yeah, that's easy, right? That's hard. It's hard to trust him in those times when things don't make sense, when people are acting nasty, when you live in a society that has pretty much been very paganistic, if you will, and you're sitting there going, Lord, how do I raise kids in this? How do I do things and this is, I can't even watch a TV show without them telling me that I have to believe in something I don't believe in. And God, I want to love you. Man, it's a mess down here. (laughs) And you know how God answers that? Yeah, it is. (laughs) It always has been. But in your messiness, if you find me, you'll find peace. Oh, okay, I found you, but no, no, Dave, you got to find me you got to seek me out. you got to search me. you got to every day get real with me and be honest with me. you got to be authentic, and you got to... I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I, I feel real weak. I don't feel like... I, I want to feel like... We have somebody in our church who I get to do a podcast with. It's Chris, the Beast Hall. That's, that was his name when he fought. Yeah. Wow. I don't get that ever. I've never gotten one of those. Wow. But I've always I thought wouldn't it be cool to be Dave the beast Scaff? Oh, oh, oh. or even Dave kind of beast Scaff. yeah I'll take that or Dave you're you're kind of you're you're Dave listen no matter where you find your if your identity's not found in Christ even if you're the beast you're messing the point right right we need Jesus. And that's where our hope comes from. That's where our peace comes from. That's where we need to go to. He, he says this. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because it prospers. Because if it prospers, you will, you will prosper. So I don't only have to live here. I got to like them. They're mean. They're rude. <laughs> and they're my children. No, no. Uh. <laughs> Anybody ever have? And they live under my own household. Oh. Can you imagine? They, they're not just saying, okay, you're living here for a long time. You even have to marry here. Not only that, you got to get along with them. you got to find peace with them. I don't know about you all, but that's hard. It's, it's hard in this society to find peace with people I totally disagree with. Does anyone else have that? And I'm not saying, but with God, I think he can give you that. I do. I think as long as you live for Jesus, if they get mad at you, that's on them. But you do your best to be God's child. And that means love people, take care of people, and treat people with kindness, right? That's, some of the, that's just the three basics for me. And if we do that, then we'll start really understanding our purpose, our walk, our, what we're supposed to be doing. And then in verse 8, I love Jeremiah goes, yes. <laughs> He's like, really, I'm serious. Listen to me. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. He's saying, quit listening to everybody else and start listening to me. It's a pretty important message today, don't you think? Man, Jeremiah 29, I'm telling you. There's a lot to it. And, I, you know, I think we get caught up in that verse, and we're like, oh, yeah. But before you get caught up, listen to everything you might have to go through before you really see what a hope and a future looks like. Then recognize what a hope and future is. A hope and future is essentially just living in God. doesn't mean you're going to have everything you've ever wanted to be given. It means you're going to have everything God wants you to have. He's God. You're not. Trust him in it. Easy for me to say, right? It's hard. (laughs) Bill was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. All right, Bill. (laughs) Moving right along. I heard a story that I I love, and it kind of just reminded me of what we've just been talking about. It says this. um, There was a story of a youngster who was shooting rocks with a slingshot. He could never hit his targets. So he returned to his grandma's backyard. He, um, he spied her pet duck. This was a different time. This was when they didn't go downstairs to play on game systems. They actually went outside and played. Sorry. I had to get that in, right? Because, I mean, seriously. Um, on an impulse, he took aim and let it fly. The stone hit the duck, and the duck was dead. Good shot. The boy panicked, and he hit the bird in the woodpile. Only to look up and see his sister watching. After lunch that day, Grandma said, told Sally to help with the dishes. Sally responded, Johnny told me he wanted to help with the kitchen today. Didn't you, Johnny? And then she whispered to him, remember the duck. So Johnny did the dishes. What choice did he have? For the next several weeks, he was at the sink often. Sometimes for his duty, sometimes for his sin. Remember the duck, Sally would say. And she whispered and laughed just a little bit. Don't you just don't like Sally? <laughs> She's mean. So weary of the chore, he decided that any punishment would be better than washing more dishes. So he confessed to killing the duck. I know, Johnny, as Grandma said, giving him a hug. I was standing at the window and saw the whole thing. Because I love you, I forgave you. I wondered how long you would let Sally make a slave out of you. That's what the devil is trying to do, guys. He tries to make a slave to this. We, we, We get so caught up in the things that are happening in this world when we really need to just start living for him. We need to do things. You know... Some of my best times over the last year is when I did things with the church. It's hanging out, it's summer, and we're all in the, the kids. I love, anyone who knows me, I love the inflatables. I love when the kids go down on them and they zoom really fast. And I'm just like, oh, that looks like so fun. I wish I could do it. I just threw out my back. But it just, it looks great. I mean, and I love when they're laughing and just, this place should be a fun place. Amen. We should be a family that hangs together, that hears the word together, that does life together. Me and Jeff, we're doing our best to try to get that. We try to, we share that with you as often as we can, but that's the goal here. Not that you just have to show up on Sunday, but we're, we're actually family. You can even call us every once in a while and talk to us and hang out and, and live together. It's, it's basically keep the main thing the main thing, right? And that's what God's telling them in this. He's like, you've forgotten me. You're, you're listening to all these people and all these things and they're telling lies you know how, how do you know it goes against God's word God's word it goes against God's word it's right there listen to God's word know it and if it doesn't line up with it don't listen to it and all God's people say yeah, yeah. but it's not always that simple for us we say, well it's not that bad it's just a little bit and its just, if it doesn't hit God's word then Try to get it out of your life because it's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for me. We need to work on it. We need to keep the main thing the main thing. The next thing is, um, and, and this is a big one, is for those who have true hope. In verse 10, it says this. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed from Babylon, I will come back to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to the space. So actually wasn't generation after, it's 70 years. That's still a long time, right? If he told me I, I got to wait 70 years, I'm like, I'm toast. I don't know about you all. I'm not gonna, That would make me 120. I'm just not going to make it, right? 70 years. Oh, I hope my kids are worth it. Um, anyway, no, I thought it was good. They are worth it, just so you know. But then we get into verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's a great verse. But think about what they're going through when they have to get that verse. Maybe we don't want to have to go through that as much. Maybe we need to work on trying to get there before we get there, right? Maybe we need to work on living it every day. And that's what verses 12 through 14 kind of hits hard on. And he says this. Then you will call upon me, and you will pray to me, and I will listen to you. The God of the universe, heavenly Father, Yahweh, says, I'll listen to you. Do we pray like he's listening to us? Do we understand what's going on? Do we... Let him make a difference because we know that he hears us and we listen to him as much as he listens to us. Verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek seek me with all your heart. That means with reckless abandonment. Are you really opening up your heart and trying to live for God? We make a lot of promises as we go into New Year, don't we? We say a lot of things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Here's the only promise that I really think is worth it. I'm going to try to love Jesus even more. I'm going to try to love Jesus with everything I got. I'm going to try to make him my Lord and my Savior and my everything. Listen, this is what he says. Seek me, you will find me. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I, where I have banished you declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you. Man, that's great news. We need that news today. God's going to bring us back, whether it be in heaven or here on earth. He's, He's got it. We just need to let him have it. I think sometimes the problem is we just get caught up. There was several years ago, Amy and I, we uh, had a ministry in Phoenix, and we would drive, drive, we'd fly, <laughs> drive, no way. We'd fly from Phoenix to um, Louisville, and we had three kids, under four, all of them. I really don't recommend this. And so we're doing it, and I'm praying hard, and you know, if the kids are doing good, and we're, we're working real hard. And then my son Isaac, who... Um, has gone to be with the Lord. Some of you heard me talk about him. He just starts crying, and then I started seeing the people around me notice that he was crying, and I get those looks. anybody ever get those looks from from other people that obviously haven't parented, and they're like, Phew. and I'm like, oh Amy, she goes, just don't look at him, just don't look at him. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, and it got worse, and and he was louder, and 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 I was just. Praying, God, let him shut up. I wish I didn't pray that, but that's why, God, just hush him. Just, and this sweet little grandmother type lady. To this day, it may have been God sending somebody just, I know he did, but it could be somebody though. I don't know, it was crazy. She came up and she patted me. She goes, his ears hurt. She says, give him a bottle. And Amy's already got, I mean, she's got the bottle ready to go. We pop it in, he pops his ears. He starts crying. She goes, that baby, will be all right. And I was like, wow, I missed the whole point of it all. I sometimes think I know what I'm doing when I don't know what I'm doing. And sometimes I don't need a grandma to tell me, but I need God to remind me where my hope is. He is my hope. He is the reason I can get up. He's the reason he can deliver me from all the crud I think I'm going through. Even if I don't think I'm going through crud, he still delivers me. First Peter 1, 3 through 5. We're going to kind of talk through that for just a second. Verse 3, please, I mean, praise to be to God and the Father, our Lord, Jesus Christ. And God's great mercy has caused us to be born again into a living hope. Man, there's a lot right there, isn't there? God's great mercy When was the last time you just thanked God for his great mercy? When you thanked him for just giving you not just a second chance, but a 187th chance. When you recognize that God is where your hope comes from and you know you can say it with power and with strength and with love and with grace because you have a living hope. A living hope means it's alive. My hope is alive in Christ. And if I I put that into walk, if I put that into light, and if I put that into the way I treat people and talk to people, and, and it would change everything. Amen? So the question is, do we? Or is this something we can get better at? Remember what I said, the goal is to love Jesus more. Wake up every day and say, I'm going to love you more, Jesus. I'm going to love you more. Because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Now we have hope for the blessings God has for his children. Those blessings which cannot be destroyed, destroyed, or spoiled, or lose their beauty, are kept in are kept in heaven for you. So God's keeping all the things that we need, the blessings that we need in heaven. So one day we get to experience joy we can't even fathom. Hope that we don't even understand. Peace that we've never even experienced, because He gives us that. So essentially what this text reminds me, and what I went through, um, we've all had loss. When I lost my son, when we've lost family members, my hope is nothing in this world. It's got to be in Jesus. I don't know how anyone does it without him. I really don't. I don't know how you get up. I don't know how you walk without Jesus. I don't know how you deal with people, can I get an amen, without Jesus. I don't know how you can do anything without him. And I'm telling you this because we all need to hear it. God protect. God's power protects through your faith until salvation is shown to you at the end time. God's power will protect me, take care of me, cover me. I always seen, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that lighthouse where it's just this huge, incredible wind going over, and you see this one little guy there just sitting there, and it's like the lighthouse has kind of protected him as the stuff just goes all around him. And I'm thinking, man, that's a great. Concept of what we go through sometimes we've got everything hitting us and everything going around us in this big storm But yet we can stand up because we have Jesus His power protects me Um, The message puts that three through five like this What a God we have and how fortunate we are to have him this father of our master Jesus Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven, a future, and that future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you will have it all. Life healed and whole. (laughs) does that sound good to anybody else? A life healed and whole might want to put that on the refrigerator. That's a goal, man. I want to have that life. I want to know that life. I want to experience that life. So I kind of put a thing together, kind of lessons from this message, just in case you missed something. And here's some things that I thought of as we kind of overview it real quick. Don't let Satan steal the hope that God has for you. That's a pretty good one, right? And Satan wants to steal it. You need to be aware. Um, it, it says in First Peter that um, the, the devil is a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Does that, that freaks me out a little bit because I wish I was a bear or something. To, but what, God, what does God tell me I am? Does anybody know? I am a sheep. <laughs> a sheep is very uncool. A sheep, the, the greatest sound that comes out of a sheep is bah. That's it, right? I'm a sheep, and the lion's looking to devour me. And if I'm not listening to the shepherd, I'm not listening to the right thing, and I will get ate up by this world. I need the shepherd, and all God's people say. And I need him in everything I do, and I can't let Satan steal the hope that I have in God. And I do see it happening with people. I see people who are just overwhelmed, who 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 are just letting this world beat them up, who are letting things about this world make them feel guilty about their faith when they're messing the whole thing that God wants to give them hope. Don't let it happen. Charles Spurgeon said this: don't look to your hope, but to Christ, the source of your hope. Amen. Amen. Second point. Quit whining. <laughs> Sorry. I need to hear that. Do you? When I finally figured out this was the, that was the point I think I needed the most, I need to quit whining. I need to quit feeling sorry for myself. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my knees hurt. Poor me. Well, get up start living. And all God's people say, you know, I, Amy's like, I know your knees hurt, now hush. Get up. Yes, ma'am. I'm just waiting for her to have something to hurt so I can say it to her. It just hadn't happened. <laughs> Sorry, I don't get out much. <laughs> I need to understand that whining doesn't. When Christians whine, I think we're, we're saying that God's not enough. When we, when we're just pitiful and say, "Oh, it's so bad," we're just saying God's not enough. When we let all this world overwhelm us and take us, we're saying, "God, you're not enough." Quit whining. Amen? Settle down and eat a salad. Oh, I hate that point. I hate that point. Does anybody else hate that point? I hate that point. I'm really wishing it says, settle down and eat a really nice steak. But I figure it's the first of the year, I'll keep the salad in there. At least maybe chicken salad, right? <laughs> Lots of mayonnaise. Pray for me. <laughs> I think the point of this is sometimes you just need to settle down and thank God for what you have. He's given me a house. He's given me shelter. He's given me family. He's given me church family. He's given me so much, and I need to quit whining, and I need to settle down, and I just need to be thankful for what He's given me. Amen? Amen. Amen. Next thing, let God's word lead you. Period. I think we need to be people who are led by God's word. As Christ followers, we need to know the word, live the word, show the word to a world that needs it. Amen. Man, God's word is alive and breathing. God's word can change your soul. Here's the problem a lot of times, we, God's word is not changing us because we're not letting it get into changes. We need to get up and get it into our... Man, we live in a time where you can can have a, a phone and listen to God's Word. How amazing. Just put an earphone in and listen to God's Word. You have so much opportunity. You have no excuse. I have no excuse. Get into God's Word, period. And all God's people say, God loves you. And God has your future. That's it. That's, that's the whole thing that we've been talking about. That's Jeremiah 29. That's, that's it. That's it. That's 1 Peter. That's it. I have a future. Now, here's the thing. That future may look what may not look what I thought I had. If I have a nice house or if I have a fancy car, I don't know about you guys, I don't want a fancy car, but I'd love a fancy truck. Um. Just saying. <laughs> the The point is, I I think we need to realize what we really need is God in our future. That's the main thing. And you can be settled when you have God. You can have peace when you have God. You can be okay with a I think it's a 1995 truck. If you want to borrow it, feel free. Oh, Anyway, so I I thought that was funnier than you guys did. Uh, First first service really liked that one. They laughed a lot harder. You guys, you're killing me. Finally, you can live a life healed and whole. That's it. Again, I remind you what Spurgeon said. Don't look to your hope, but to Christ, the source of your hope. If he's not the source, then you're not, You're not tapped into the right thing. You're not living what God called you to live. He is the source, and I can be whole and healed. And I see Christians who do it. I also see Christians who aren't whole and healed, and it's because they're not living a life of Christ Jesus. They're leaving a life of Christ Jesus. They've messed the boat, and I don't want to mess that boat anymore. Jesus is my hope, explanation point. You can tell I talk to text a lot seriously. He's my hope. He's the reason I can walk. He's the reason I can talk. He's the reason I can get up. There's a um, song I've been listening to a lot lately called Reason to Praise. We sing it here. It's really good, Um, but it starts off like this. When I'm at my end, you're just getting started. When I hit a wall, you just walk through. When I face a mountain, you are the maker, so it's got to move. Amen? Amen? When I'm out of faith, you are still faithful. When I'm at my worst, you are still good. And all of my quen- questions, you are my answer. It all points to Jesus. It's all points to you. Jesus is my hope. Amen. Right? So when you leave today... I hope that you find, find strength, power, hope, peace in knowing that Jesus can get you through it. I don't pretend to act like I know what you're going through. I know all of us have situations. <laughs> I literally just had one. That's kind of fun, right? Great illustration. I'm trying to stay as still as I can. Hello. Okay. Okay. Boy, that really messed up my invitation. That's on me. We all have things that we don't understand and that we don't know what's going to happen. But when we have Jesus, we know that no matter what 2022, wow, that's even crazy to say, brings, we can face it because we have a living hope. That's what it was saying to us in Jeremiah. That's what it's saying to us in 1 Peter. That's what God tells us. That's what we got to believe. So no matter what happens today, you can get up and trust him. I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. And as they do, as we sing, maybe there's something you need to let go of. Maybe there's a prayer you need to pray. You can do it right in your chair. You can come up. If you need someone to pray for you or over you, let us do that. We want to let you know that maybe you're at your wit's end. Maybe you don't know how you're going to get the bills paid from all the Christmas you just had. Let us pray with you. Let us, let us um, help you. Let us do life together and, and work together and be a family that, uh, that believes in Jesus together. I think that's the goal. Stand and pray with me. Father, I can't love you enough. I don't even know how to, but I'm giving it everything I have and we ask every day that we wake up trying to love you more. I pray for anyone in this room right now that just need help, that they need to know that you are the source of their hope. I pray for anyone watching on... um, on uh, online that they can be reminded that you are their hope that they don't need that reminder that they find their hope in you that we find our hope we find our peace we find our everything lord may we get fired up about who you are may we share it to a world that needs to hear it may we understand that you are changing us from the inside out and may we be that change that people need to hear i love you jesus i can't thank you enough May we walk with you. May we talk with you. May people see you in us. I pray for hurting. I pray for tired. I pray for anyone that just needs to step up. May we do it. In Jesus' name I pray and all God's people say.